Hello, and you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants. I'm your host, Beth Wilson, and I'll be bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode, I'm joined by Jen Jordan, also known as Organize. She's a professional organizer, and it was great to hear about how it all started. So into the podcast, Jen. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi. Hi, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Yes. Good. Thank you. Could you please introduce yourself, my lovely listeners? Yeah. Um, my name is Jen Jordan. I am a professional organizer in Leeds. My company is called Organize, which is organized with Jen in the middle. Not, not a Scandinavian backstory <laughs> that some people seem to think I've got. Um, I'm not Scandinavian, as you can tell, I am Northern. <laughs> but I've had to explain that a few times, so just okay. to be clear. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, that's clever. I like it. People either get it straight away or they're like, oh, is your name Arginese? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. And so how did it all come about? So I think I'm quite unusual for a professional organizer in that like I was an incredibly messy child. I was an incredibly messy teenager and I was a pretty messy adult for like most of my twenties. So most people like Marie Kondo, she was like obsessive about tidiness as a kid. And most people will say I've always been tidy. So Mm -hmm. I think like that's the unique thing about me is that like my mom is just like, how did this happen? because you were disgusting as a child. Um, so yeah, I was um, basically, um, I, I read the Marie Kondo book. Um, I, I'll go back a bit further than that, but I was like, we, we bought our house when we were, we were really lucky. We bought it when we were like 20 years old and I'm still wow. with my husband. We're still in the same house. Like we're very loyal people. Um, but um, yeah, so obviously you buy a house at 20, it's just filled with all your friends and uh, all, bad behavior and mm-hmm. uh, Phil was in a band so he called quite a lot he was away a lot I was away a lot with him so you know it's pretty chaotic lifestyle really um sounds fun in lots, in lots it was fun it was fun yeah but a pretty chaotic lifestyle um I was not concerned about the tidiness of my house at all and I used to just buy lots and lots of stuff so right our boot sales antique shops eBay I mean eBay like a straight up eBay addict I just I just spent I mean, hours on it. Um, anything, I mean, my ideal time would have been just spent wandering around, looking at stuff and buying stuff. That's like how I spent all my time. Nice. Um, so, um, yeah, and then um, I, I was just really depressed, like uh, straight up, I was just really depressed. And uh, it was just a way of um, dealing with that, really. It just gives you a little boost of serotonin and it feels nice until you get the bill at the end of the month and then it feels horrible. And that just carried on and carried on and carried on. And I'm lucky we didn't end up in debt. Phil had a great job, I was working. So I was lucky in that that didn't happen, but my house filled up with stuff. Like, And I see it with clients now. I bought loads of stackable clear boxes, put it all in those. And then I was like, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. And of course, the, I didn't. And it just piled up and piled up. So, yeah. And then I got into self-help. Was in Waterstones one day. Saw the Marie Kondo book. Probably just after it came out. About 2012, I think it came out. Okay. And I thought, right, let's give this a go. And 
yeah that's it's like it actually was life so the book is the life-changing magic of tidying up which is a hilarious <laughs> title um and it was it just genuinely was it took me ages like to get through it all it was like a real mm -hmm. like labor of love to sell all the stuff and give get rid of it and um but yeah at the end of it I just thought oh wow this is this is like I mean it didn't cure the whole thing it's like it's not a cure for depression yeah, yeah. you know there's a lot of other things that I did as well um but um yeah it just felt like a lighter way to live a lot easier like I'm pretty lazy as a person it's a lot lazier to live like this than, <laughs> than um like not at work I'm not lazy at work but like in my downtime I don't want to be cleaning and tidying up and putting things away and um I want to watch telly and you know that's what I want to do I'm with you um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm, I've, I've got other highfalutin interests but like mostly if I'm at home I just want to watch telly um that's so, fair <laughs> um yeah so Marie Kondo is the answer um of oh, how I got into it and then um started kind of like saying to people oh can I have a go at your house like I'm getting really into this and I've kind of done my house now um a kind of a couple of friends were like yeah go on then and it really changed things for them and um and then it probably took me about four years to convince myself that it was actually something that you could you know monetize and that people yeah. would pay for um which they they will it turns out they will do that um so I've been doing it officially about four years and okay. unofficially probably more like seven um yeah begging jobs off uh, friends who now you know they wouldn't a lot of my family would not let me know their houses and now they're like I'm like you can't afford me now <laughs> <laughs> nice but I think that's all it takes sometimes there's obviously just one idea isn't it to make it's really yeah I mean like if if I told you like the the random decisions of my life before I mean like the jobs that I've done have just been I worked in conveyancing and that was going to be my job and then the the crash happened and I lost my job then I worked in a school as a finance person and a PA and an assistant okay. at like receptionist and then and then I left that worked to my friend's brewery it's just been such a like random then I went back to uni and did an arts degree it's just been a completely there's been no straight line at all to this um but yeah, it's fine. I finally feel like in my like mid to late thirties that I've finally found my thing, and I'm really good at it. And that yeah, but that's yeah, good. Like, it took so long to feel like that. Like I always, I always used to be like, how do people know what they want to do? And yeah. um, but no wonder because it's such a weird thing. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty neat, but but I do think there's there's no discussion really, kind of even school age of you know it's just kind of like you've got to choose your GCSEs your A-levels and whether you want to go to uni or not and they're such big decisions and, and you're a kid and and you don't know what you want to do. Oh, it's crazy isn't it yeah it's crazy yeah. I mean my dad died when I was 17 and I chose a law degree and just went into Newcastle and started this law degree and was just like I can't do this yeah. <laughs> I'm just like it. um yeah just yeah it's it is kind of mind-blowing I've got a nephew at the moment that's going through it and you just think what it's crazy to think that you're just picking something that you think you're gonna do I know yeah. yeah and like and based on kind of as well what you do at school is totally not even 
you know, it's not real life stuff, is it? You know, yeah. learning French or whatever, unless you're going to go and live in France or whatever, it's not exactly, you know, very useful, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really strange. But um, yeah, I mean, some people do know what they want to do yeah. from a very young age and then just go and do it. And I really admire that because, uh, yeah. like I say, mine's just been a series of completely random decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like but they all at some point have obviously led you to this like right now I feel like it all was meant to come to this because there's so much of what I've done over the years that has you know particularly yeah. like I was the, the main thread throughout all was like being a PA basically like organizing other people was always like a real strength yeah. of mine even when I was like massively unorganized myself <laughs> so <laughs> well, you can do yeah. for people, that's fine and like people, just, it's really easy to organize other people yeah. Yeah, but I love that you, you know, you own it and you sort of say, you know, it's only until sort of late, a bit later in life that you've, you found your thing, but you're saying I'm good at it. And, and honestly, to hear another, especially like another woman, another businesswoman who's set up their own business saying, look, I'm good at my job is so great because, you know, I don't want to generalize sort of gender things, but, you know, let's face it, a lot of women, we kind of put ourselves down all the time. Oh, I, I see it all the time. I see, I see it like, um, and I did it when I first started. Oh, I've got this little business. I've got, and I, I will, if someone says that to me now, I'm like, no, it's, do not call it a little business. Like mm-hmm. I, and I got to, I was like, it's, it's an empire. I don't care if no one's ringing me. Like it's an empire, like like that kind of I hate the kind of fake it till you make it kind of hustle mentality thing but you've got to no one wants to hear that you're not doing well you know even if you're not doing well um if yeah. they're saying you know how's things and you're going do you know what nobody's ringing and it's like really it's really not going very well and you know I went to someone's house and it it was a bit awkward and which it was at first you know that's how it goes isn't it because you're learning um but yeah now I'm like I know I'm really good at this mm. like and you've got to like don't get me wrong there's some weeks where I'm like what am I doing like, <laughs> you know, my back hurts and like I feel, I've got a lot of stuff in the back of my car and I'm supposed to be meeting someone for dinner and you're like what am I doing <laughs> but um yeah I'm like you've got to I'm really really encouraging of women just like mm. you know owning that you are good at, you are good at it don't don't downplay that don't downplay that ever yeah I love that it's so great it's, it's, it's so important um I was wondering are we allowed to name drop some people that you've worked with or I think uh, if it's if it's been in the public eye then yes I think so yeah Siobhan from interior design I mean I absolutely love Siobhan like, love her so yeah. much heard her on another podcast and she said something like oh blah 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 my organizer yada yada and I, was I like, know oh, I listened to that <laughs> I know I listened to that and I was like oh my god she's talking about me she's like the most generous kind human being um I didn't know her beforehand she's not like a personal friend who just employed me and told people about me she She's from the same place I'm from. She lives 10 minutes away, but um, we'd never met before. She just completely randomly got in touch and said she needed someone to help her. And I, I'll be honest with you, I went to her house within two hours of her saying that to me because I was like, do you know what? Someone's just canceled this afternoon. I am literally, I was literally sat here when she messaged and I was like, I can, I'll have my lunch and I'll come over. No. And then yeah, within, like, within two hours, I'm just like in that house 
going, mm. oh, it looks <laughs> yeah, she's just uh, incredible. I've never met anyone like her, to be honest. She's an incredibly um, generous human being. Like she will shout about you in a room where you're not there mm. and no one knows who you are and she will sit yeah. and tell people about you. And I don't know many people that do that. Like that mm. is an unusual quality. And since knowing her, like, we've got to be friends, but I really endeavor to do that as well now. Cause you like, she told me, she told me something the other week where she said, um, her grandma had said to her, you don't need to put other people's light out to shine. And I was like, oh, oh yes. I was like, oh, and she around. is the embodiment of that. She's absolutely the embodiment of that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so good. That's so, nice. so good. She's yeah. like, I, I cannot speak highly enough about that woman. Oh, I think that's how actually I find out about you because she was tagging you in some stories I think um she'd like gone to some charity shops or something and she was like organized shall I do it or you know or she'll be telling we've me like this, we've got like this ongoing battle like we've been to the charity shop together and I'm like you don't need that <laughs> is that how you're like in your life now do you feel like you're quite good at being like I don't need that or do you feel like you need you need yeah it's been a real yourself. it's been a real learning curve yeah like, like I cannot tell you how much I used to be like anything I saw I would buy if I liked her you know mm-hmm. anything like I go to the car boot sale and I come back with like a very large bag of things <laughs> and then but be like, oh, they're all treasure. They're all so good. Um, and obviously, like, there's something about editing your life to this level. Like, I must have got rid of 70% of the stuff I owned. Wow. Like, in all honesty, like, over the years. Yeah. Um, that makes you very, very careful about what you bring back in. So yeah. now, I mean, every, most days of my life, when I'm at someone's house, they will try and give me stuff. Like, right, Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? You'd look lovely in this dress. Do you know what? Why don't you have yesterday? It was like, oh, that's a lovely piece of fish. I don't want that. You take that. I'm like, <laughs> I have to say to them, like, I don't want anything. I don't want, I like it. I don't want it. It would have to be like epically great for me to want it. And I must admit, I've got a client coming up who's got quite a lot of vintage stuff and I've already seen two things I want. And it's so rare that that happens. Yeah. That I, I will probably buy stuff off her. But that is like the first time that's ever happened um, where it's like you walk in and think, oh, there's a lot of great stuff in, in here that I, I'm going to have to really control myself around. Yeah. Um, because for the most part, it's like, I just know that I think also doing this every day, you're really aware that it eventually has to leave your house and it's a pain, like it's a pain in the backside. Yeah. like get rid of you know I've got stuff here like next to my desk that needs to go on eBay that is a pain I cannot be bothered doing that but I have to do it because it needs to go and it's too you know it's like 150 quid it's it needs to go on eBay mm. but yeah I'm really aware of like that side obviously really aware of that side of things mm. but everything that comes in one point has to leave or I have to keep it forever they're the two yeah. options like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's um yeah, apart from art, if, if I see art, I'm, I'm, I've got a real weak spot. I mean, if anyone's seen the gallery staircase that's now creeping into my office, and also there is a stack on the floor to go up. Um, like, I am, um, yeah. Like, one of the reasons I really can't get into minimalism is I once read a minimalist book and they were like, 
art just collects dust and I was like oh no. I, I was like oh, it just like it stabbed me through the stomach when I read it it's just like no 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 I'm out I'm out mm. I think there's some things that you're allowed to hold on to and if that's your thing then then go for it everybody's got something we've all got something like I always say like you're allowed to have whatever you want like we've all got something it's just when it gets haywire or there's just everything's your thing like mm. that's the that's when it becomes a problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's listening and they're thinking right I need to get myself organized here where mm. on earth do I start what would you say what's like your top three or five tips oh okay so I think like the number one thing is just know what you've got Mm-hmm. like knowing what you've got is a massive thing that people don't do yeah. from food do you know what food you've got in your cupboard before you go to the shop or do you just go to the shop like I used to and think we must need tin tomatoes we must need bit of beans and then you get home and you're like no actually there's already seven tins of those in there <laughs> yeah. which is what I used to be like mm-hmm. um, you know six big large bags of pasta when <laughs> there's two of us that live here and it takes you know three months to get through one bag of pasta yeah. so I think knowing what you've got and that that's clothes toiletries food toiletries is a big one toiletries is a huge one I mean I go to people's houses where it's like you you know you've only got one face and you've got like (laughs) 19 tubs of of likes and if you like lots and lots of different things you know someone like Sally Hughes of course she's got loads of stuff it's a job she has to test things she likes you know some people love loads of stuff I personally like one part of stuff. So, you know, it's like, is it, but if you know what you've got on those fronts, it makes it a lot easier. So when you're going out, oh, I've already got 17 pairs of jeans. I probably don't need to buy another pair of jeans. I've already got eight black pairs of trousers. Cause I think sometimes you think, oh, I really need a pair of black trousers in like 2019. And you already bought four pairs, but in your head, you're still like, I still need that pair of black trousers. You're like, yeah. So I'd say like knowing what you have is like the number one. I've seen um, the laminated shopping list. The laminated. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really got a lot of, uh, that really got a lot of traction did the laminated <laughs> shopping list. But like that's, that is, that like ultimately is just about me being lazy. Like it's really, you know, I put the computer in the middle of the room, I go around, what do I need? And then I put it on the, I put it on the online shopping list and it's like 10 minutes of my life rather than, so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's the, uh, know what you've got. So yeah. when you go out, because honestly, some people could live in their kitchens for three months and not run out of food. Yeah. Like genuinely, there's so much, especially if there's two of you, you know, if there's six of you, yeah, you need tons of stuff. Yeah, but there's only two of us. We don't need much. Um, so number two is storage is not the answer. Like st- everybody's yeah. like the amount of phone calls. It's like, should I go out and buy loads of plastic boxes? Like, yeah. no, no, you should not. And don't tidy up. Like they always want to tidy up and buy plastic boxes. Like I need to see them at their worst, not at their aspirational best. And also. I cannot tell you like yesterday I was at a job where probably by the time I'd finished and I did not throw a single thing away nothing left her house yesterday it was just about amalgamating the things she had into categories that worked 
-hmm. and I bet we got rid of 15 different cardboard boxes ice cream tubs whatever she'd put stuff in um so yeah storage buy storage at the end don't buy storage at the beginning like right. the big yeah. error that people make is oh I'll go buy all these lovely boxes mm -hmm. and then put it all in the lovely boxes and it'll all be organized and actually mostly it, you just need to get rid of some stuff to organize so yeah, yeah storage at the end not at the beginning um, um, yeah I guess that makes sense to like if you're fully looking at everything seeing what you've got sorting but you might get rid of bits or whatever then it's like actually that does make total sense to think storage at the well, end it's just, people just don't do it they it does when you logically think about it yeah also let's face it a lot of organizers are promoting plastic boxes yeah they're not really selling organization they're selling plastic boxes and that is the hill I will die on is <laughs> that, you know, and people, I'm sure people, you know, there's a lot of money to be made off a plastic box that costs 20 quid. It, it didn't yeah. cost 20 quid to make it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name the worst offenders, but I think uh, if, yeah. I think we all know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they've, got, they've got a very large range of very expensive storage and I would suggest that um, even the TV show is aimed at promoting that it, that storage because it's it's just to me ludicrous I, I do not I do take storage to people's houses I've got like the Ikea boxes that I take I use so little of them the only time I really use them is kitchens. It really, they really work well in kitchens for spices and pasta yeah. and noodles and just to keep it all categorised and in one place. Mm -hmm. But like for anything else, like it's very rare that a plastic box will we'll make it better. Yeah. It's yeah. Like somebody, somebody told me they're called clutter coffins. I think it's the minimalists <laughs> that called, I think they're called the minimalists, those two guys. Um, they they call them clutter coffins and I'm like it, that is it it just becomes like this barrier especially if it's a plastic drawer mm. you know it looks great they look yeah. great I cannot argue with that it looks great um but yeah it's just it's not the answer yeah. most people end up with way more storage left over I mean I cannot there's some houses where they must have had 50 plastic boxes by the time we've finished oh so. my gosh yeah. <laughs> it is. I know what you're saying sometimes it looks nice or whatever but does it actually function is the thing yeah sometimes just putting everything into a box even if you can see it but you can't you know you can see the stuff at the front you can't see the stuff at the back and it's like you know depending on when you're using it and how often you need to get to it sometimes that's just not it's just not it's a barrier, isn't it? it just because yeah. I actually had I've actually had a client get in touch asking me to sort of pantry and she wants the whole she wants the Pinterest look and yeah. I will do it. You know, I'm not like, I'm not like, yeah. no, you're not allowed to do that. But I really need to have a conversation with her about the practicalities of it and the reality of it. Because, you know, if you dispense all your pasta into a jar that's that big and you've still got the bag that's half full. Yeah. Is it achieving it? What are we doing with the bag that's half? Like, where's that going? Because yeah. that's not going to be aesthetically pretty. And yeah, that's the stuff that's like, it's just, you know, on TV, you can throw all that stuff around the corner and just go, oh, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. Like, but in reality, it's going somewhere in your house. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Number three was anything leaving your house is good. 
anything okay. like people get really overwhelmed and they're like oh god I don't know where to start and so I did this thing in January I don't know if you followed me then but like right, yeah organize 100 which is 100 things right. leaving your house in Jan in in 30 days it's you can do it whenever mm-hmm. um I should probably promote it a bit more throughout the year. Yeah, but January, I loved it. January is like the sweet spot of like everyone wants to get yeah. their lives sorted out. You know? Yeah, it's that's true. Out. Well, old journalize is not just for January. You can it's do it whenever you like. But yeah, I would say like using up toiletries is a great one. Like every I've done this like four years in the in a row. I do not have a lot of stuff. Food and toiletries is where I get a lot of stuff. Yeah. you know those half used bottles of shampoo those little bits of samples and you know what are you saving those for the hotel stuff that you nicked and that you'd like <laughs> you know just to sat in your house because it's like oh it's too nice to use no it's not use it mm-hmm. um so yeah just anything leaving your house so if you just get a carrier bag and put 10 things in it and actually take it to the charity shop do not put it in a cupboard and tell yourself or in the back of your car and drive it around for three months (laughs) actually take it to the charity (laughs) shop but like it does start to have this big difference Mm -hmm. like I got rid of hundreds of things from my house Mm -hmm. like and that was really overwhelming at times and I deal with people like that now where it's like oh it's just pointless and you're like no I can see what's happening here. Yeah. Like, even if 10 things are going, mm-hmm. it's 10 things. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say anything that's leaving your house is good. Love that. And it is <laughs> it is that, like, it's that starter, like you say, even if it's just 10 things. But I think once you've started, you get on a bit of a roll and you kind of get a bit, yeah. maybe not obsessed. Well, maybe you might, but like, I don't know, you get a bit like, oh, what can I sort of get rid of next because you like that sort of sorting it out and having a bit more space maybe or things like that and you're like oh I can or even like making money that can be a big I've got a client at the moment who we listed I think 120 things on Vinted and you know the money started coming in now and she's Mm. like oh this is my new hobby like you know making money from this stuff is my new hobby um yeah. that's what a lot of people do you know like depop shops and stuff like that or ebay or whatever you know there's quite a few out there isn't there now so i made a lot of money selling my stuff <laughs> i mean i had a lot of it but and i'd spent a lot on it like let's not yeah. there's no you know there's no, it wasn't like i'm making money i'm just making money back but um yeah there's a lot of money that can be like a good incentive for me if i want something that's quite expensive is i will look around my house for stuff i don't want and sell it to pay to pay for it because I just think right the stuff I don't want I can't be bothered putting on eBay but if I want that jumper enough I actually will do it <laughs> nice yeah and and we all need a bit of an incentive sometimes especially like you say like the thought of putting stuff on eBay or wherever sometimes is a bit like oh, you know you've got to take the photos and you've got to like you know do this description and whatever and it is 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 a bit easier now sort of with apps and stuff but it's still like We've all still got that pile, let's be honest, of stuff. I've got that pile. I'm just as guilty of that. (laughs) Yeah. But I love that as well, like, on your Instagram, that you are just really honest about it, that, you know, you're not sort of like, oh, hi, I'm the perfect person and my house is, like, so organised, you know, (laughs) and I've just made it and, you know, it's it's just like, you are like, I can't be bothered, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, like... I, you know, especially like I'm doing it every day and I love it. I cannot tell you how much I love it, but getting home and doing it for myself, it's like so unappealing. 
yeah. like my mum's got my mum's got like these two basic ducks that need selling I was like oh I'll sell them for you and now I'm just I'll just look to them then they were literally on my desk I just moved them when I was starting the zoom I was just like oh why did I say I'd do that like now I'm gonna have to answer questions about these ducks from people <laughs> like I've got to do some research to see what they're worth like Ooh. yeah I am just as uh yeah I'm good at I'm good at hyping others up to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good though like you're in the you're in the right job but I'm a dull hype master but yeah for myself it's like mm. yeah so yeah the last the last I've got one more because you said three you said three oh, to five so yeah, I'll give you four more. four is good yeah four is the sweet spot I think so okay. the other thing is what are the blockages like okay. what are the blockages that's stopping you from getting rid of stuff so um I was at a house last week and she's I'm like what's this bag she's like oh it's stuff that you know, I just might give to my goddaughter. You're like, right, text her. Text text her mum right now. Does she want it? Because like, if she doesn't want it, that's it sorted. It goes to the charity yeah. shop. Yeah. Text her. She texts back 10 minutes later. Yes, please. We sort it all out. She wants right. She puts it all in a bag. I think we're posting this off somewhere and it's a big job. No, she lives around the corner. She like literally lives around the corner. Yeah. Like, I'm like, right, so we're going to take this to the post office. She's like, oh, no, she lives around the corner. So, like, that was a big blockage. It's like, it's there. It's kind of half thought about, but actually with 10 minutes of texting and putting in a bag, it's sorted. And yeah. she got it that day. Um, you know, if you've got stuff to return to people, mm-hmm. do it. You know, just do it. Like, I go to people's houses where there's, like, oh, you know, my friend asked if they could store this stuff in my house seven years ago. And uh, and I'm like, and... And, you, and, and what? No, and it just... And, and now it's still just here. Like, do they... The chances of them wanting something they left in your house seven years ago is minuscule. They're not even going to remember what it is. So just text them. Do they want it? If they do want it, they need to sort it out. They need to come and get it. Mm-hmm. And that, that counts if you are... A, you know, I'm 40 in one month. If you're 40 and you've got things at your parents' house, you need to go get that stuff from your parents' house. Like, because I can't be doing with this, like, um, you know, oh, well, my kid lives in London. And you're like, how old's your kid? Like, and if they're 19, fair enough. But if, you know, they've got their own family house and they're doing quite well for themselves, it should not be in your loft. Yes, um, agreed. Yeah, that was targeted very clearly at one of my friends. <laughs> okay nice <laughs> but yeah so, um and then it's like if it's like a lot of people get stuck with like oh the charity shop might not want this they might not want this it might not be good enough for them like just ask the charity shop just go with it to the charity shop and like charity shops will take uh, you know stained clothes and stuff for rags so mm-hmm. I separate if I'm working with someone I separate it to a rag bag, the stuff that I know they won't be able to sell if it's got holes in it, if it's like beyond. And I'll just separate that and say, that is rags when I drop it off. Um, But otherwise, you know, let them decide because I have seen some people say, no one will want this. And you're like, are you kidding? Like that's worth like 40 quid. (laughs) Like they just, people just don't comprehend what is sellable. Mm -hmm. I'm really one thing about being addicted to ebay and also auctions and also being brought up with a dad who was into auctions is i know the value of a lot of things like one of my skills is one of my skills is like this is good this is not good like (laughs) okay um 
So yeah, I think uh, the amount that people underestimate mm -hmm. or think that stuff is garbage when it's actually got quite a good worth is uh, mm -hmm. quite high. So yeah, just blockages. What are the blockages? Mm -hmm. And a big one is, like I say, driving around with charity stuff. The job is not done until the stuff is in the charity bag, in yeah. the shop. Like that is putting it in the bag and putting it near the door. It's not that's yeah. that's not job finished. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> as well, you almost get used to seeing stuff. Yeah, and, and it's as if it's like part of your house again. Like that bag near the door. You know, you can just get so used to seeing it that you kind of don't almost see it anymore in a way, and then it just it's like oh it's been there like a week and I haven't still been like oh, absolutely. Enough, but I think you can you can start to be like blindsided almost by it that you just don't oh, even I see that I mean I see that all the time You're like why is there a kettle in the middle of your living room oh, well, it, it, <laughs> oh yeah why is there a kettle in the middle oh yeah it broke like two months ago and I put it there and <laughs> still there it's it's bizarre like the stuff you're right total clutter blindness to <laughs> which my husband would argue that um, I am guilty of, I'm sure. I'm like, why is your stuff there? He's like, why is that there? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just playing off each other all the time. Why is your stuff like, there? I'm, yeah, I, I think with your own stuff, you get so... Like, oh yeah, it just it's just there because it's to remind me to do that. But then yeah. like, that one was day, really, one yeah. day I'll go to the charity shop. <laughs> and also like... Don't get me wrong, some charity shops can be a little, um, should we say, arsy um, with, with people like me who take tons of stuff sometimes, um, like, I, and that does annoy me, but most of them are very, very grateful. And, yes. You know, yeah. um, they're making good, good money off. I mean, like, I cannot imagine how much money they make off my clients every year, which is why it annoys me when they won't take <laughs> You're like, I like just like in the back of my car. What are you doing? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think like charity shops want your stuff. That is how they work. Give them it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I try and mix it up as well. Like not keep going to the same one. I think there's oh yeah. Sometimes ones you know the one next to the car park. Everyone's gonna go there. But if you've got a bag that's like, you know, not too heavy or whatever, and you can walk that bit further with it, like go to that one because that one always seems empty kind of thing. I try and, you know, mix it up a little bit. And if you've got clothes and it's just clothes, you know, the ones in the in the car parks of like the supermarkets and stuff. Yeah. Like, they're great. You can just put your clothes straight in there. Like it's gone then. It's like you don't even have to interact with another human being if you don't want to. <laughs> you like, don't can just go in there and it's sorted. Mm. And the last blockage I'd talk about is, the, the monetary worth of things, like the sunken cost of, oh, well, you know, I spent 40 quid on that and I haven't worn it. It's not worth 40 quid most of yeah. the time. You know, it's got, you know, it's a big dive down of like what it was worth after. Yeah. Um, people get really stuck on that to the fact, to the point where it's like, they're just gonna keep it forever and it's just gonna annoy them, particularly with clothes, with tags on. I think you just have to just, Marie Kondo's got this great thing where it's just like you paid for the lesson of it like right yeah you paid for that lesson of like that doesn't suit you you don't need that you know that now you won't buy another one so I think I love that I think that's really like you can beat yourself up about oh I'm so stupid I bought these like giant jeans that like make me look horrendous or you can think right I don't need to buy giant jeans <laughs> just because they're on trend yeah because 
you know, I'm not a size six and, you know, 19 years old and it doesn't look great on me. <laughs> yeah, I love but that. Actually. That's, that's, yeah, a good analogy. I feel like I need to read this book. I've watched the Netflix show, but I need to read Marie Kondo. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I reread it recently and uh, I was, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I, I love her and like the, the bottom line of everything she's doing but there's a lot of quite bizarre advice in there, I would oh, say. Okay. Like, like she she really, um, she's quite militant about nothing being in the kitchen, including like washing up liquid or sponges or even a dish dryer, like which which is, yeah. Where you putting- Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo wants you to dry your dishes outside on like outside your house, which, <laughs> yeah, that face, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but mine would just be like covered in bird poo and cat footprints, I think, if I put them outside my house. Yeah, or people might take it <laughs> if it was like out the front. Like, depends if you've got a back garden or not. I don't know. Yeah, like... I don't think anyone would take it in my house. But yeah, you're right. Someone, yeah, get out. Get All your good plates have gone. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some quite, um, I think if I read it now, well I did read it now and you're kind of like oh wow this had this like massive effect on my life and suddenly it's just kind of oh it also I think the way she does it like so if you've seen the tv show you know all your clothes come out of your wardrobe at the same time that like, is a lot I do not do that with clients I some of my clients would cry if you know some it, it's it would be it's a, a month's work I absolutely love that episode of the show where it's like to the ceiling mm. and that woman like beavers away at it but yeah I couldn't have done that. That would have um, that would have broken me. <laughs> it is a lot. I would rather be like, let's look through your t-shirts. Let's look through your dresses. Let's yeah. Let's just it's take it small. bit by bit. Yeah, yeah. and I then let's look at it as a whole. Yeah, like, yeah. And I suppose you like. I guess a lot of your clients, you have to do that kind of yeah. bit, bit by bit. I and mean, I've got a client who's got like twelve wardrobes and like three foot of clothes on the floor. Can you imagine if I piled it all up wow. in a spare room? Like, Man. yeah, it's, uh, it's not, that's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that you see, like, oh, I'd be like so fascinated, like going oh, into the houses. It's, it's an absolutely fascinating job. I mean, it's just yeah. endlessly brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right. So when people listen to this, and they want to you want them to just take one thing away what's your main like principle oh oh I think like the like anything leaving is good yeah like and also just like I just want it to be people are so down on themselves but Mm. like spending too much money or and I definitely did that you know like it's horrifying the thought of what I spent don't add it up don't sit and add it no um, but it's true of anything like you know I made some very bad choices lifestyle choices as well if I added all those up as well that would be like pretty bad as well um but yeah I think just like be positive just you know you don't need this stuff anymore where can it go where can it do good can you make money from it can you be bothered do you want to do a car boot sale because like honestly the car boot sale is like a red flag to me because it's like I'm going to do the car boot sale. You're like, are you going to do the car boot sale? Or is it just all going to sit in the corner? Because like, you're going to have to get up at five in the morning and it's cold and you're going to be there for like six hours of a Sunday. 
do you want to do that if you want to do that do it I'm all for it but like the reality of it so yeah, yeah anything I just want you to be like positive about it just yeah. anything leaving is good it's very on brand for you it's positive like love it. <laughs> but anything leaving is good just just don't give yourself a hard time about it like and if you get fed up stop doing it just do 10 yeah. minutes at a time mm. people think you know obviously I go around I do five six hours with people mm. I get you don't want to do that but that's yeah. why I've got a job you don't want to do that for five or six hours on your own with your own like thoughts being horrible to yourself mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of what I do is just like bring some fun and like some like you know positive vibes and just keep going like and just yeah 10 minutes I would really if you're really struggling 10 minutes often really starts to impact it yeah oh love it yes <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do think once you've started it is that starting thing I think once you've started something you can get on a bit of a roll and even even if you do just have 10 minutes at least you've you've done something for 10 minutes but then you know if if you say to yourself oh, I'm gonna do 10 minutes but you actually have longer amount of like your day left or whatever you might end up doing something for the whole day because you're like oh I'm on such a roll now you know and you and you want to get it done so I think it's it maybe is just the barrier of starting I think a lot of the time yeah I think it's true of lots of things isn't it with but like the 10 minute thing sometimes if I'm like I'm like, right, I've done nothing today. Like, I really need to do a few things. I'm just like, right, 10 minute blast of like, yeah. just run around the house, just picking stuff up and putting it away and, yeah. and just like give the sink a wipe or just whatever, just like, and then 10 minutes, sit back down. Like, it's amazing what you can do in 10 minutes. Like just yeah. a quick blast around your house to make yourself feel a bit better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's, that's all you need sometimes. Yeah. You might spark a whole, whole thing for you. <laughs> love it um right so we're coming towards the end uh, and I always ask guests kind of for a recommendation so so it can be anything like a tv show a podcast youtube channel kind of anything that you would say um to go and check out to kind of find out more about organizing or how to kind of be a bit more sustainable with your organizing or kind of any any angle what would you what would you recommend Okay, so it's a bit kind of left field. It's definitely organizing adjacent, but it's this uh, it's this YouTube video. I'm not a big YouTube person, but I don't, and I don't even know how I came across this, but um, yeah. it's uh, it's Kevin from Mean Girls. I love, I love um, this. <laughs> Kevin from Mean Girls, who's called whose real name is um, I hope I'm saying it right, Rajiv Surendra, mm -hmm. um, and it's his home tour of handmade. I, I think Handmaid's the company that made the video. Mm -hmm. So it's a YouTube video and it's, it's, it's just this New York apartment. And I don't know if it'll irritate some people because he's just, he's just too good. He's like too good. Yeah, yeah. But I watched it and I just thought, so he, he basically, it's quite late on in the video. He kind of talks about the Marie Kondo side of things, but I yeah. would say that his sparking joy applies to everything in his house mm -hmm. and like and honestly like his level of hobbying is something I absolutely like I am just so bad at hobbies but like everything he's done is done to such an amazing level and like even his dishcloth is hand woven like and I just think like it's this idea of everything in your house being special 
-hmm. and he has taken that to the nth degree like literally everything in his house is beautiful and handmade and thought about and he studied it and he's really found someone you know in another country that'll make him it yeah and I just I'm just it's like 18 minutes long and I'm just in awe of the guy he's just an amazing guy um who's just really embraced that um everything being special yeah which I I I mean I'm so far away from that (laughs) same but I mean I'm sure a lot of people listening will be like I'm nowhere near that but yeah when you sent it me I was like oh what's this kind of went on it and I was like oh Kevin G from Eagles okay okay and I was thinking where is this going and like you say it takes a while to kind of get into it because it's all about this sort of like chalk thing and kind of typography lettering and etc but oh man he is so talented I mean he's kind of one of those people who's like oh during lockdown I wanted to try bind oh he did some like book binding book binding and learning Chopin of course and like he's written a book like that little like I drank wine and watched television But actually, I did think maybe this is what my life would be like if I got rid of my phone and stopped watching so much telly. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe I would too be a hobbyist. <laughs> maybe that's your next call in, like, post 40. Who knows? I did, I did actually do a pottery course, um, nice. which, and, and, like, I joined the thing, and then it just... The stuff started piling up and I couldn't bring myself to put it in the kiln because I didn't want it. And I just had to stop going because it just went against all the decluttering. <laughs> like if you make pottery, you end up with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've got five things. And honestly, the main thing I use is the cats have got this bowl for dreamies that must have cost me 400 quid. <laughs> wow. And it really looks homemade. It really looks like I made it. Like so, yeah, that was my pottery. Whereas That's you know, Kevin G has made these like incredible pots that look like you know a master made them. So I mean yeah. he is incredible, but it was I found it really interesting to kind of hear about him talking about Marie Kondo and the like talking about his wardrobe and stuff and and you know his thought about I can't remember the phrasing, so I'm not gonna try and quote, but there, it was something about his family sort of saying that you know you need it to last basically like we're two poor poor to buy things something like that which is my grandma used to say my grandma used to say yeah something like um about cheap shoes we're too poor to buy cheap shoes yeah which I was like oh my god yeah like I get it like at first I was like wait what and then I was like oh no I get it yeah because everything he's got is you know so built to last and, and only it's kind sp- of strange isn't it because there's a point where you think is this just a really rich guy with mm-hmm. loads of time on his hands yeah his life of immense privilege or is it just someone who's incredibly thoughtful mm-hmm. about everything that comes in but and yeah. I think it's the latter because when yeah. you find when he tells you that he got like when he tells you he got a silver fork with his <laughs> With his money when he was a kid, you're like, this is just someone who's done this his entire life. Like, Mm. imagine that. I mean, it's adorable, but so weird. (laughs) I love the mix of like, oh, that's so cute. And then I was like, is this weird? (laughs) So strange. I mean, if your kid came back and was like, I've spent a hundred pounds on a fork, you'd be like, you what? (laughs) Yeah. 
but look at his collection now it's it's I mean, very it's it, i mean i'm in awe of him it's um yeah i mock but lovingly because i'm yes. in awe of him yes i loved it too thank you for sending it to me i'll pop it in the show notes and your website and where to find you on instagram but thank you so much this has been great thank you so much for coming oh, on thank you it's so fun I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was really great to meet Jen and we had a laugh along the way. If you want to follow her, all her details are within the show notes. If you'd like to be a guest on the pod, drop me a DM on Instagram at Positive with Beth or drop me an email, thejoyseries1 at gmail.com. That's the number one. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. And if you'd like to leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. Until next time, bye!